Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. How are you doing Anita? I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much. But yeah, we've, we've got an awesome podcast coming up today uh, with a lady called Andrea, who's a bit of a story actually. You can't believe being so... She's flying in life, had a super successful job, and then something's obviously hit her and, uh, uh, well, I'd say knocked her back, but actually forced her into a different way of life, I guess, that probably probably she actually really needed. So we won't mess about. If you And also, if you're thinking, oh, God, I'm here because I don't know about SEO, then hopefully this will help you too. Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. I set up SEO Angel. We're just going into my ninth year, which is very exciting. Awesome. Uh, I had a career as a, a global business development uh, manager for Ernst & Young for a very long time. I had to retrain probably around nine or ten years ago. I had a stroke at 32 oh and it took, me, it took me, it's taken me about 17 years to get back walking without aid and I knew that I weren't going to be going back to my job so partway through my recovery I thought it was it'd be a, a fabulous idea to do a degree <laughs> which my husband thought I was a complete lunatic. Um, and so oh, yeah. I, I gained um, a computing science degree at the age of 40. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with this? It's, um, yeah, I've got this. That seemed like a good idea at the time. What am I going to do with it? And then a lot of people uh, I knew who had businesses, acquaintances in my network were like, well, can you give us a bit of a hand? Now you've got these um, these tech qualifications. and Skills. Uh, yeah. So, so what, computing science, what does that mean? Well, a lot of people ask me this question. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I did the computing science degree was because I had the flexibility to pick the modules. So I did, I learned how to code. I learned how to build websites. I learned how to build databases. I actually learned how to network computers together. So, you know, when you're in a building and you've got lots of different floors with lots of different computers and lots of different oh, servers, yeah. I actually learned how to create networks. I learned so much and I could do all of it but my what became increasingly apparent in the early days was that small businesses were struggling with visibility and I'd gained all of this knowledge and in the early days I worked solely on technical SEO I worked in the back end of websites creating visibility building websites just didn't set my heart on fire I really wasn't particularly happy because I was gaining web traffic for businesses but I didn't actually see what happened with that web traffic I didn't actually see what was happening to the business I didn't see the rewards to the business and so it occurred to me you worked in business development for 17 years why on earth are you not using those skills with your new skills and putting together an offering and that's what I did and the programs and their group and one-to-one have been going now around seven years and um, I get really involved in the businesses so when we start we're looking at their business plan we're looking at their growth objectives we're looking at their vision where they want to be where they want to go what they want to do with the business and then I'm making sure that they totally understand their audience their target market and then we're looking at the research phase and the research phase in SEO is, is sort of fundamental it's like the little pot of gold is that it's validating are your audience looking for you are they searching for you where are they searching for you and and how are they behaving and how are they buying so it sort of validates your marketing if you like because it's it's saying to you this is how your audience is looking for you this is what they want from you and this is the solution that they're looking for and then we use that data then to implement um, a visibility strategy into all of their marketing channels not just their website because SEO is predominantly seen as organic search traffic for your website 
but for me it's wherever there's a search box there's seo so as yeah. you know people are searching for you on your social media channels youtube is the second biggest search engine they're looking for you on your podcast channels i create a visibility strategy with their businesses that they implement throughout the whole of their business um, and then we maintain that through an seo optimized content plan so it's it's a little bit different. Um, I do a lot of teaching. I taught for Rotherham College last week on their digital marketing oh. course. And I started my visibility mastermind this week, which was really exciting. So I was t- I taught to 10 business owners yesterday. Which it, they sign up for 12 months and I teach them live every month. And that seems to be where my passion is, is passing on the knowledge, helping them to fly, helping them to thrive, helping them to see the results and helping them to do well. Demystifying SEO, if you like. It's not all dark art and voodoo. <laughs> is it difficult though? What kind of things? How do people get started? We start with their business. So yesterday, the very first session, we looked at their business vision. We look at where they want to go. We look at where they want to achieve, where they want to get to. It's not all about six figures, is it? It's about, for me, my business is completely and utterly about living from a lifestyle. Yeah, we work with loads of clients who like, I don't want to run the world. I just want to earn, you know, enough money to have a nice life and spend time with my family and friends. I want to work three days a week. That's it. You know, it took me a long, long time to come back from the stroke. Um, I don't know. You probably may not have seen my social media posts um, yesterday, but uh, Sunday was the first day I'd walked without sticks in 17 years. Oh, my God. It was... uh, That must have been a horrific... Was it just completely out of the blue? You hadn't felt ill or...? work too hard really? yeah well you don't yeah. you have to work hard if you can't get a job at Ernest and Young don't you not like I they, used to do they don't, I used they to do, don't want people that aren't going to work hard do they? yeah they you've got yeah day. it's that I used to do financial recruitment so obviously that's you know one of the difficult ones to get into um and they want a lot from you don't they I'm not like yeah. slagging them off but yeah that is you know yeah you're, yeah, you're not, you're not getting there unless you've got a really 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 good work ethic and you're really smart too so we bought yeah we work, I worked in corporate finance and when we're going back to my early 20s it was seen as the sexy part of, it, of accounting because let's yeah. be audit audit and tax aren't particularly sexy are they really I mean there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. out there who are probably groaning at the screen but they're not are they and so corporate finance was where it was at and it was just I was up at four on a plane at six jetting off somewhere and it and it killed me and I it think sounds it sounds more glamorous than it is in reality I've done I've done that and actually it's just glamorous. early mornings hotel rooms late nights shit food and you're just knackered aren't you you don't see anything you know no. you say that you've been to these places you probably see I think I saw the, the you know the, the airport and the Marriott on, yeah on the on the way flashing past in the taxi it isn't sexy and I got sick at 28. I was diagnosed with ME at 28. My body burnt out. And, you know, I, I had very good health care with my job. They sent me to see a neurologist at the age of 30. He said, you won't be going back to work. And I thought he was just a complete lunatic. I thought, there's yeah. no way that I'm not going back to work. And so I pushed on for the next two years with ME. Uh, they wouldn't have me back to work because they said I wasn't fit. Um, and then the stroke occurred two years later. So I think if I hadn't have kept pushing, if I hadn't have thought that it wasn't a proper illness, if I hadn't have thought that I could rule the world, it probably wouldn't have happened. But I'm never going to so know the answer to that question. Well, it's, it's just sending you like increasingly more urgent signs that you need to change your life. Yeah, life is very different now. And that is why when you, in answer to your question about where do we start, it's about the solid foundations to make sure that they're not pushing, they're not hustling, they're not trying to go down a path where they just haven't got a clear vision. So I used to look at a lot of business plans um, from people that were looking for funding in when in my job. And so I do help with a lot of business planning, you know, with growth objectives, with where they want to go. 
So it's looking at those sound foundations before we even think about SEO, before we even think about marketing. Yeah, it's, it's always the fundamental place to start, isn't it? And actually, when people recruit you to do something and then it feels like you're not doing that thing, you're doing something else, but you, it takes a while for them to understand that actually you've got to lay these foundations in order to get the next bit right. Yeah, everybody wants to go straight into implementation. Yeah. Everybody. But but I need to get I need to get started. I need, you know, especially in the current climate, people are very, very worried about income. They're really, you know, stressed about revenue and consistent revenue. And that's what I that's what I hear every day. And they want the consistent revenue from me, which is fine. But you've got to put in the work and it isn't going to happen overnight. You You just don't get something for nothing. It's you know, you can't, there are no quick fixes. Yeah. I mean, is it possible for the average small business owner to be appearing on page one of search? Because I thought that like a lot of the larger businesses have got that sewn up because they can put so much more resources into it. And you, you might get there one day, but staying there is another story. I think it? it's, it's, I, I, anybody that says to me that I want to get on page one, I don't work with because you've got to think about what do they want to be on page one for? So a yeah. lot of them will come to me and say, they'll give me a list of generic keywords that they want to be, they want to be um, on page one for. And I and the very first question I ask is so you know that your ideal client, the person that you want to work with the most, you know that that's actually what they're typing in, and they just sit there and look at me and they can't answer that question. So I think the problem is is I do work with a lot of corporates one to one, and I'm working with quite a few at the one at the moment. Um, there's a, a company called FSL that's based in Dubai. Uh, they came to me. They've I think they're visible for something like three thousand keywords, but if you actually look at the the hits that they get to their website, it's you, they don't actually follow through into actual hits, into actual clients, into actual you know calls to action and clients. And the biggest issue that we've had is getting them to niche down into one specific area where they can nail their visibility. Because even yeah. the bigger companies, like you've said, it's okay. Scattergun. You know, yeah, it is scattergun. It's it's okay being visible for you know the high volume generic keywords, but are they actually then converting into into paying clients? Are they actually dwelling on your website? Are they actually devouring your content? The answer to that and the stats that I'm looking at is is no. You know, a lot of SEOs will get a lot of traffic to your website. They will they will send you lots of pretty graphs that you're on your position one for this, your position ten for that. I'll be honest, I don't really care. I want to know that those people are actually turning into, they're actually contacting you, they're actually, you know, turning into a paying client. I don't really care about the people that just land and disappear. I want to know that I'm making a difference. And I love the shrieks down the phone when they're, you know, when they've when they've signed six new clients through their website or through their podcast or through their YouTube channel. That's what is important to me. So yeah. when when they say that it's they want to be on page one, is it a vanity metric? What do they want to be on page one for? It's what, what everybody just tells you you need, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that old joke, isn't there? Where's the best place to hide a dead body? With <laughs> Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that you know the, the the saying that I always use in my content is social media is sexy, but SEO pays the bills. And that and that and that and that. And that, and that so we're sexy. Thing. It's official, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you pay the bills. <laughs> apparently uh, and, and the main reason for that is and when you think about it is that with seo people have already made a decision they've already yes. gone they've already gone right. looking they've yeah. already decided that they need help and they need a solution my job between buying and being sold to it is that's right you know a lot, all the ladies that were in my visibility mastermind yesterday said we've joined you because you're so visible we see you all the time you're telling us how important it is and we're here so then they, they haven't necessarily gone searching for me but so it has to go hand in hand is that but when people are looking for you when they've made that decision to buy they need to find you but you've also got to be 
visible. You can't just put your content out there on social media and then go and hide in the cupboard. You've got to go and interact with people. You've got to create relationships. Everything is is joined together. It isn't a case of you just do SEO in isolation. It is part of a wider marketing, part of a wider digital marketing strategy. Um, and you, you have to put the ticks in the box. And that's why I cover everything in the mastermind because you can't just go and do SEO in isolation. For example, when people find you, what do you want them to do? Where do you want them to go? Do you want them to book a call? Do you want them to go to your lead magnet and add in the marketing information? Do you want them to go to your website? What is it that you want them to do? And thinking about the user journey, it's far bigger than just adding a few keywords onto your website. And you're so right as well about, um, because we work with a lot of clients that come to us and the dissolution because they've spent an absolute fortune on a digital marketing agency, for example, or a marketing agency of some sort. And they, they're baffled as to why they've not like got more business and they're not further ahead because they're like, look, I've gone from this many followers to this many followers. I now get this many likes. And and they've blindsided them with all these fancy metrics. Like, like you say there, look at what number you're at and we've improved this. And we can all take the stats and manipulate them in some way to make it yeah. better. Great, but ultimately, the, the the one thing that only matters is has there been more business generated from it? Have people actually bought from you? And yeah. when you actually like show that to them, uh, they say, "Oh yeah, okay, I never really thought about that." But they get locked into like a year, they get locked into months, the, the, yeah, the numbers, to, yeah. like however, sometimes thousands a month for nothing, basically, but ultimately I, for, for for nothing. Yeah, back. I got- I got asked by a retainer client the other day, um, can you produce me lots of these, you know, these lovely graphs so I can see where the numbers are going and I can see. And I went, I could, or I could actually do some work. Yeah. It's, it's you know, which would you well, Maybe that what, what they, they needed to yeah. show it. To, yeah, they needed to either show it to somebody else or they wanted to like. But, but when I said that to them, I went, would you like me to actually spend my time doing something that's worthwhile? Or would mm. you like me to sit producing some lovely graphs? I mean, we, we can sit and look at the stats, you know, on the Zoom call. We can sit and look at them and we can sit and look at that they're going in the right direction. But spending the time producing the graphs and, you know, looking at the numbers and looking at what position we're at isn't fundamental to, to, to what I'm doing. Fundamental is, you know, what are the calls to action? What are the events? How are people interacting with you and, and turning into paying clients? And that's like you say, that's the most important thing. So, so just I'm what, just being, I'm, what, I'm just thinking. Uh, some some of our people that listen, listen to this won't actually know what SEO means. So, yeah. as you're the SEO angel, do you want to like, what's your like way that you how do I describe it? it or describe yeah. it? Yeah, I say to everybody in a very short sentence: my job is to make you visible to the people that you want to work with the most. Simple as that. SEO means search engine optimization. So, it it means that you're optimizing your website to to appear in a, in a search engine. Is 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 what it means but it's it's evolved since then you know i said to the ladies in the mastermind yesterday i want you to think over the next four weeks about your own search and buying behavior whether that's personally in your life or whether it's in your business and think about how you search and how you buy when you've got a problem that you need a solution to and when we actually sit down and think about how we do it it's very unlikely that you're going to go to google land on a website and then give somebody five thousand pounds <laughs> it's just not going to happen so the, the chances are you're probably going to go and check out their social media accounts you're going to go and look at the reviews. You're going to go and look at their content. You're going to get to know them. You're going to un- you need to understand who they are and what they're about. The picture's a little bit bigger than just appearing in a search engine result. Yes, that's part of it, and we need to get your website there. But what I say to my clients is, I can they they tend to start getting their leads and their clients through social media and their marketing channels before their website. 
your website's going to take probably around six months once we've optimized it to start yeah. getting the kind of leads that you'd expect so therefore we need to be looking at your other channels to make sure yeah. that you're getting you're getting clients before while we're waiting for your website to come to this is what we always say because people say oh, i've not got a website sorted you don't need one like you don't Link, need one. The, the seo on linkedin is so strong because it's been around for like 19 right. years we train obviously in this but if you get your linkedin so it's keyword and optimized the right way, then people will just find you your LinkedIn profile. And mine comes up at the top of Google uh, for all sorts of things as well still from things that I've done in the past because it's so so strong yeah. with the keywording and things. So practically everything you need in Leicester, Anagiri will come to the top. <laughs> you, you I always say LinkedIn. to everybody, go and search for yourself by name and business name and see what comes up first because when you're on people's mm. radar, that's what they're going to click on. So, yeah. it's, you know, I don't think you should be on every social media platform. No. I don't think you should be on every marketing platform. And I don't think you need a website, which is really ironic coming from an SEO no. consultant. Um, I'm glad you've said that, actually. Yeah, because that's what we've been saying. If you're going to do your website properly and I the, the one sentence that I really dislike hearing is yeah but I need I need some somewhere to send people to <laughs> that that yeah. just makes me cringe because um, you don't want to have a don't... conversation with them <laughs> yeah that's which is terrible. much more valuable yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't if your if your website is going to earn you money and you think about the amount of money it's costing you even if you don't actually pay somebody to create it think about the amount of your own time that you're spending creating this website when you could be servicing your clients. Yeah. Um, if you're going to build a website properly, it's got to be SEO, content, design, build. It's got to be in that direct. It's got to be in that order. Why? Because if you're thinking about SEO once it's built, it's far too late. If you're thinking about your business plan, you're thinking about your audience, your target market. If you're thinking about how they search and buy the phrases, the keywords they're using, you've got to implement that into the structure. It's no good once it's built. You've then got to go back and rip it apart. So it's got to be SEO. Once you've got your keywords, your phrases, you know the structure of your content, you know your user journey, you then pass that SEO optimized keyword plan to your content writer, your copywriter. They're then going to turn that into amazing copy. You've then got the structure and the words to give to the designer. The designer then designs it and then the developer builds it. And that needs to be the direction you go in. As a small business owner, when you start out, you're not going to have that money. You can't afford it. So yeah. it's better to invest that money into other avenues in your marketing, into your digital marketing. Look at your website when you've saved some money and you can afford it. So what's the best platform, would you say, for people to use for their website in terms of SEO? Because I think I heard a long time ago that things like, I don't know, Squarespace or whatever aren't great for optimising. Yeah. And Wix as well, Wix. And, and Wix. Most clients I speak to, yeah, I use Wix because it's easy and they can drag and drop. I get that. And we've all got to start somewhere. And I'm not criticising the people that have got Wix and Squarespace. But if you want to be visible, you're not going to be visible on those channels. And, mm. it, 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 and so you're making reason, your life harder instantly. You're making your life harder instantly. And the main reason for that is because you don't have access to the back end. Mm -hmm. You don't have access to the back end of, of Wix or Squarespace. You do with WordPress, but a lot of people that use WordPress use think builders like Elementor where you can just drag and drop. You have a lot more access to the SEO. You can change your URLs. You can change, you can, you can set alt tags. Yes, you can in, in Wix, but... You know, I don't want to get too technical, but speed and structured data, there's so many things that you need to think about when you're building a website. You can't do that in Wix and Squarespace. So you'd recommend you WordPress? WordPress is easy for you to start with. 
um, mm-hmm. and like my word, my website is WordPress, but it's bespoke. I haven't got a theme. So what a lot of people with WordPress is they'll go and buy a theme because the fonts, the styling, everything is already there and you've just got to drag everything in. The problem with buying a theme and then building your website on a theme is that it's very, very code heavy because they don't know what code you're going to need. They don't know what functionality you're going to need. So it's very it's very code heavy in the background, which means it's probably going to be a little bit slow to load and mm. you're not going to be able to do anything about that because you, your, your website is based on the theme. So at some point in the future when the business has grown, you really do need to pay somebody to build a bespoke website for you rather than just drag and drop. what we've just done. So if, say, you're like, you've got your own business, you know, you, you haven't got a ton of money and you've got to make a decision, haven't you is it better to have no website or to have like a wordpress and a theme and just go with that or are you just throwing your money away i think unless you can you can follow the process of hiring somebody to do really in-depth seo and when i'm and and one of the tips that i want to give today is that when you're hiring an seo you've really got to think about the the service that they're giving you if you're going to a, a professional seo they're asking you for a list of keywords that you want to be visible for and that's what they're implementing you need to stop and think because the most important part of SEO is understanding where you want to get your business to, who your audience are and how your audience are looking for you. I probably spend on average two to three weeks on my clients' research and we do preliminary and then we do condensed because we're validating their services, their products, we're understanding how their audience search and buy. So if you're going to an SEO, they're asking you for the list of keywords and they're asking you what you want to be visible for. Put a pause in there and stop and actually think that you, this needs to. This is the core of your business and you really need somebody to be doing that work for you. I do do um, a lot of keyword research reports. People come to me and ask me just to do that, that small part for them because it is the most important part. So if you're going to an SEO, they're going to do in-depth research for you and it will take weeks. It doesn't, it's not something that we've gone over a couple of days. You can't just go into a keyword research tool, add in a few keywords, get a few volumes and a few SEO difficulties and hope for the best. You've really got to look into how people search and buy and that takes a very long time. And then you have to then, with that data, you have to analyse it and validate it. Which of it is right for you, which is right for your business, where your business is going, for the audience that you want to attract. And we also need to think about the different types of intent as well. Because when we're searching, um, there's four different types of intent. We've got navigational, informational, commercial and transactional. There's four different types of ways that we that we search. Transactional, obviously, is the most important because that means we're ready to buy. That We're using very distinct, unique words that mean we're ready to to purchase and that that those are always the most important part of a keyword research plan but it also is commercial when we're gathering data we're gathering data for the people in your area of expertise we're looking at the people that we might want to choose so it's thinking about making sure we've got all of the different intents covered and also we've got a short medium and a long-term plan because Short term is, is words and phrases that are what I class as lower hanging fruit. It's stuff that are really quite easy to be visible for. We also need to plan for the medium and the long term. Where's the business going? What do we want to be visible for in the future? So it's quite that's quite an in-depth phase. So when you're looking at hiring an SEO, what I'm trying to do is to educate business owners so they know the questions to ask. They understand what the process should be and they know that they're getting value for money and they know that they're going to come out of the other end with a valuable product that's going to help them grow their business. It always, always comes back to what you said at the start about being really clear on who who you want to serve, who your ideal client is. And it's the same with us, with our program. It's like, and, and people do roll their eyes at that bit, any marketing, because <laughs> they feel like, I've done this already. And it's like, 
you may think you have, but you probably actually haven't done it that well or like the way that we say or whatever, because if you did, then you'd have a lot more clarity on where you're going and what you're doing. And Or if it starts with the words, anyone who. Like, yeah. And it's uh, like how you, you said you brought them all back to it yesterday on your first like session. And I bet most of them thought, this already it's like you, you could actually, you could see it you, you actually won't it. have you actually won't have so just just you have to kind of say to them humor me <laughs> and it does feel so counterintuitive doesn't it because yeah. you think by narrowing who you're targeting you're surely going to narrow your potential to make money and as a business owner who's like worried about being visible and making money there's obviously like room for improvement there so they're like well why would i do why would i narrow down who i can sell to it feels wrong yeah. but um it, it, yeah not. it does i mean i focus completely and utterly and solely on seo i could i could offer you know i could build websites from start to finish you know, I'm I'm in a very niche audience because I only I, I mainly work with you know service providers like coaches, consultants, business strategists because it's the hardest area to get consistent revenue from. So that's um, your ideal client. That's that's those are the people that are that, you know everybody in my mastermind is it fits into that into that mm. bracket. Um, but obviously, I've got a value ladder and a value proposition that I work with a variety of people. So it starts down as small as an ebook and it goes up you know to a one-to-one program where I do everything that's ten thousand pounds so it goes from small to really big my focus and my passion and where my heart is is in the mastermind because I'm watching them flourish I'm watching them thrive I'm I'm there with them every step of the way I'm available when they need me and that's what I want to do yes the one-to-one stuff pays the bills what I tend to find with corporate is and like Anna's already mentioned is that there's just so much red tape it's so much you know it's a slow moving it's, it's it? a, yeah, it is, and you can't see the the difference that you're making very quickly, and that's what I don't really like about it. And plus, you're trying to convince them, but then they've got so many people above them that they've got to try and convince of the same thing. But also, no one really you, wants to make a decision; they just want to be seen to do the right thing. And if yeah. it's like at all at risk, it's like, well, I'll just have to put I'll sit side deck about that and pass it up the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like Anna was saying, when people come to you and they say, mm, "I've done that before," I always say to them, "So if you've done it before and it's working, why?" why are you talking to me good answer oh you're, you're badass you're badass it's right and i do think that so what what are the easy tips then i know this this is a complicated subject and yeah. you know you kind of need to be a specialist in it but for someone that's not ready or able to work with someone like you yet what yeah, are the yeah. little things they can do you've got to niche your audience You've got mm. to be as niche as you possibly can, because like I've already said to you both, when you're searching for a solution, when you're searching for a, a, a you know, your boiler's broke, you're freezing cold, you know exactly who you need and you're very specific and you're on it and you're, you need somebody local or that can come today because you're freezing cold and you need it sorted. So when you've got a problem in your business, you and, and somebody is ready to buy, it comes back to that transactional search intent. You're so specific when you're ready to buy you've got to be visible to those people. So for me, I help coaches, consultants and business strategies create consistent revenue through, you know, through a visibility strategy. There's no mention of SEO in there because SEO scares people to death. Yes. And, and SEO, the people don't know what it means. It's very, I'm very, very and it's just the journey. It's the outcome yeah. people buy. Yours yeah. is just the journey. So you sell the outcome and that's what people we do. People hear SEO and they get yeah. confused, but also I think they think it's going to cost a lot. 
That's what yeah. I, I think that's what they always think because you know you see these digital marketers that will charge you however much a month. That's what people think. think oh, I don't want to commit to that for a whole year with such and such and, and spend all yeah. this money and yeah. not, not see results. That's what I think that's what yeah. people totally think. Agree. So my first tip is you've got to think about your niche because as a small business you are not going to be you're just not going to be found for generic high volume keywords you're not so you've got to think about a very very specific niche audience so a, a, a great example is that I've got a lady who's a coach she came to me said I'm a coach there's billions and billions of results for coaches she said I'm, I'm a career coach there's still billions and billions of results for career coaches so we we drilled down and she's a she's a c-suite executive career coach she she works with c-suite execs that are looking for that next you know that next high profile position um, and all of her experiences in the logistics industry so she works with c-suite executives in the logistics industry that are looking for career coaching she got nine new clients in the first four weeks of working mm. with me and she wow. never had one through because social media. we all spend money on the expert that can help us as an individual we all want That's to right. feel special we all want to go you know get the results and you think you'll get the results from someone who specializes in in what you're looking for and that's that, what you've exactly got to be. And that's what so you're absolutely to. right. Think about how you buy first rather than yeah. how you want to sell. So two questions we always ask all of our guests. And yeah. the first one is to recommend a book. So a development, business, anything that you can think will help. Marie Forleo, Everything oh. is Figureoutable. Oh, I like we that got book. given that at Traffic and Conversion in yeah. San Diego last week. The one thing that stands out for me in the, in the book when I read it was everything she learned from her mum. And her mum was basically one of these women that didn't have any money, so she had to figure it all out. And that's where it all came from. And I can remember a part of the book where she's walking home from school and she can hear this radio playing. And her mum always had this small red transistor radio. She was walking up the street, wondering where the noise was coming from. The roof was leaking. They hadn't got any money. So there she was up on the roof with her red transistor radio. She'd been to the DIY store. She'd bought the products and she was built and she was fixing the roof herself. And that is the part of the book that always stands out to me because that wherever there's a will, there's a way. And that's one of the things that my nana always used to say to me. And all the way through the book is everything is figureoutable. She makes it very clear that obviously if you've got cancer and you're terminally ill, she's not saying that everything is figureoutable. But what she's saying is that if you are poorly and you, there is an illness like I was very poorly, you can figure out a way. And I have figured out a way. It's taken me 17 years, but I figured out a way. And that's why that book really, really resonates with me. Is yeah. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey where you are in your business journey in your life you can figure out a way you might not like it but you you can figure out a way well you can choose to give up and uh live a life of uh, poor me or you can choose to go actually um you know i'm, I'm going to get through this and um you know carry on it's a bit victim or victor isn't it definitely and so the second question is what makes you savvy i think that i wanted to turn seo on its head i want to yeah. do this I, I want to throw it open to the masses i want as many small business owners startups to understand that it's not scary they can do it they can learn they can build the foundations and it will make a real difference to their business because everybody thinks social media everybody thinks marketing they park seo to one side and think it's something they can't possibly understand and yes they can there's the principle Awesome. they can understand and they can implement and that's my job is to make them savvy at SEO. Fabulous, Excellent. love it. Thank you. So how can everyone find you then? What's the best way if, if people are listening to this and they want to find out more? They'll find me on LinkedIn quite easily. Um, Andrea Rainsford, the SEO Angel, um, my website, SEO Angel. I've got a small presence on Facebook and Instagram, but in uh, LinkedIn is is the main place. LinkedIn's where love you for that. Yeah. yeah, and as we keep telling everyone, LinkedIn's where it's at right now. This is like October, I nearly said 
September. Uh, and, October yeah. 2022 when we're recording this, by the way, because I don't want to be like, you know, if someone's listening to it in a year's time and all of a sudden that Facebook is bossing the world again. But no, at the moment, your reach is on LinkedIn, isn't it? Sure. People are scared of it and they think that they can't be themselves on it. I turn up as me every day. I put yeah. post, personal posts out. I put value posts out. I put whatever content out I want to put out because my business is me. And if, if people don't like it, if you keep getting that this is not Facebook crowd, you just have to delete and unfollow. You just don't yeah, get involved. They can in scroll on, can't they? they can no, I love it. Like, I love it that you say that. Cause we, even yesterday we had a client who said uh, that her husband was in recruitment and uses has used LinkedIn for a long time and saying, no, you're doing it wrong. You know, you're too salesy yeah, and you're too this. And we were like, no, block him, ignore him. And you're right. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's taking your corporate hat, isn't it, into the arena. And I did that in the very early days, didn't get anything. When I then realised that it's my business and people want to get to know me, that's when it changes. It's um, about being visible, like you say, if everybody's being corporate and stuffy and you come along like a breath of fresh air, being yourself and being personal, of course you're going to stand out. Why look at a mass of billions of people and go, I'll just try and be exactly the same as them? That's not the key to standing out. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. Do you know what? I I was one of those people who was like, oh, SEO, you have to keep it up all the time. It's too hard. All the big players are doing it. And it's, you know, if you're not on page one what's the point so yeah so it has completely changed how I think of it and um yeah what an inspirational woman and I don't think she did bounce back as, as quickly as you you said Anna because obviously it took her 17 years to walk yeah. unaided um and I think she's probably skirting over how hard it's been but good for her for not giving up and carrying yeah. on um and we had a bit of a chat with her after we finished recording didn't we and, you know she's had like more of a hard time than she kind yeah. of claimed so yeah she's obviously not gonna just wallow in a pity party but it's like okay what can I do now and, and good for her so if you would like to win the book she recommended was Maria Folio everything is figure outable oh, yeah. and actually we got given that last week when we went to a convention so um, they were giving it out so yeah if you'd like to win a copy and I haven't read it so oh, um, it's a good no. book she's got a good she's got a podcast with the same name as well yeah, watch so. that yeah so if you want to win that, take a screenshot of this episode, tag us, put it on social media, tag us in so we know, and we will draw somebody out of a hat and send you the book. But yeah, interesting stuff. And um, have have a think, flip it, like you said, flip it, and have a think about what people might search for um, when they've got a problem that you can solve, and then think of it that way around. And then your content gets a lot easier as well. Yeah, and it all leads back to what we always talk about, which is nailing and 100% knowing who your ideal client is. There's no point doing any of this stuff if you haven't had a good think about who your ideal client is and who you serve and how. So go back to the drawing board um, and make sure you are super, super clear on that. The clearer that is, the easier the rest of all this marketing malarkey is for you. Um, here's a question. And we actually got asked this question um, last night. So in our group program, Social Media Made Easy, we do live training because I think live training is really important. Um because it's what keeps people accountable, keeps them on track and helps them to build a community, blah, blah, blah. When you join with us, we send you um, basically what to write as a post on social media every day for a year to make, because it's called Social Media Made Easy and it absolutely makes it easy for you. Um, so they've been following that and going out and like going for it on LinkedIn and they said oh, that their husband is in recruitment and kind of saw what she was doing, has used LinkedIn for like, you know, donkey's years from being in recruitment and said, oh, you're, you're being too salesy. It's not how LinkedIn is. You need to be more, more, LinkedIn um and she said is, is that true and we were just like 
No. And I think the way to look at it is that if everybody is on LinkedIn being like corporate, stuffy and what have you, so to come along with a breath of fresh air and treat it like it's an actual um, human interaction rather than just a a corporate um, platform, you're going to stand out and you're going to make people relate to you and you're going to make people want to work with you and you're going to get new clients and you're going to make money. And that's what it's all about. So if someone's saying to you, you're not being this enough on LinkedIn because this is what you should be like, just kind of rest assured that means you're doing it exactly right. Because if someone's going, you're not being this enough, it means you're being different, which means you're standing out, which is the way to make money on LinkedIn, definitely. Yeah, and if he's he's a recruiter, if he's been a recruiter for a long, long time, as I had, it's evolved massively. So if, still, if he's used turning up because he wants to find great candidates, which is still obviously used for, then he's going to have a very different mindset from her ideal client. They mean well. I'm not saying they don't mean well when they say these things to you and probably from their mindset, this is how things should be. But if they're not your ideal client, then, you know, you definitely don't want to be listening to them. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just carry on. You're on the right path. Carry on. Um, And and don't be boring. Don't be bland. Don't be vanilla. and Don't stand in with everybody else. Stand out. Whatever time of day you're listening to this, have a fantastic rest of your day and don't forget to listen to the next one or some previous ones. There's a lot now, isn't there? See you all later. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.